I'm Baptiste Santamaria and this is Get French Football News. Welcome to a special episode of the Get French Football News podcasting calendar. Because of the obvious situation that I hardly need to mention, there's not a lot of football going on at the moment. However, that hasn't restricted a Mr Thomas Wiseman from celebrating a certain Onji player at every opportunity he can get. I'm your host, Lewis McParlin, and today I'll be chatting to Thomas about one of his favourite players and potentially the Premier League's next big acquisition, Baptiste Santamaria. We'll look at the 25-year-old's career up to this point, as well as his strengths, weaknesses and potentially glittering future. So just before uh, we start the conversation, I'll, I'll give you a bit of a history up until this point, how Santamaria has ended up at Onji. So, born on the 9th of March in the small town of Sandilshar, he played much of his youth football in the nearby city of Bourges for clubs Bourges Football and Bourges Dizuit, the same club that Morgan Sanson had much of his tutelage at. While at Bourges Dizuit, current Nîmes boss Bernard Blacard was working at Tours and invited Santa Maria for a trial, which he passed, allowing him to join the club's youth setup in 2011, aged 16. Then, aged 18, he started to make some appearances for the reserves in Champion National 2 before making his debut off the bench in October 2013 for the senior team. He quickly hit the ground running though, scoring in his second appearance against Le Havre. After three seasons with Tour, he made the €400,000 move to Angers to play for Stéphane Moulin's side. Thomas, we'll come on to his current position and role in just a moment, but when he joined, he wasn't the dominating defensive midfielder that he's grown to be, was he? Yeah, that's right. Um, originally, he was uh, an attacking attacking player, a winger at Tor. He wasn't actually a, a centre midfielder, defensive midfielder. Um, it was interesting to see because, I mean, that first season that Angers had, they had um, Roman Saiz, who left for Wolves, and he was one of the most important players in that in that system that allowed you know a person like like Czech and Doy to just just roam up the field um, sort of and leave his position. So to to get that replacement in from a player that didn't even wasn't even his main position um, and have it work so well was uh, incredible. Another great piece of uh, I think. Looking back over the, the 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 years in in the division, this is definitely the best transfer Angers have ever done. Maybe it's might not produce the biggest sale, um, but across his his years, he's proven to be such an important player. You think just because of like how little he was bought for compared to yeah. people are touting him for for greatness. I mean, I, I know we'll come into his future a little bit later, but I know Napoli were in from at one point, so mm-hmm. you know that's that's Champions League football that he could potentially be playing. Uh, how do you think he ranks up against like Akambi in sales? What was Akambi bought and sold for again? 
uh, I think it was actually the same transfer. That transfer window was was pretty pretty crazy because we bought uh, a Combi for I think it was just less than a million euros from Sochaux. Sold him for eighteen million to Villarreal uh, a couple of years later, and then we bought uh, from Arajedu from I think he was from Clermont or as it was yeah I think it was from Clermont. Um, he was about one and a half million euros and we sold him a year later for six million, I think. And then we also bought uh, Flaviante for 300,000 uh, 300, euros and sold him on, obviously, to rent uh, last last summer for around 10. So it's pretty uh, <laughs> a pretty good transfer window. Yeah, that, that was an, an insane window. And if you look at the players like that, Flavian Tay and Toko Kambi, who have both gone on to play for other clubs. Toko Kambi did great in Spain and has returned to France to play for Lyon. And obviously Tay hasn't really captured his form at Rennes, but he's still a fantastic player and there's a lot of potential still to be there. Santa Maria, a lot of touting him to be another one of these fantastic um, players to leave and, and do well either in France or abroad. But you've watched a lot of his development, Andre, haven't you? How how has he developed as a player? You know, was he a superstar straight off the bat from from Johnny from Tour, or or has there been some more teething issues with the midfielder? Yeah, the first the first season he was at the club was such a surprise because size was so important. Bringing in sort of an unknown player, he was, he was playing for Tor, who were I think they were mid-table in the in the second division at the time, um, and that first season he was just really <laughs> so impressive. Uh, it was incredible how we just just switched and, and brought in another great player that that filled that that void. A little bit different profile to to Roman Saiz, but sort of performed the same the same function very well. Um, but his second season was it was probably his, his worst one. Um, he he struggled quite a lot. Um, he gave away quite a few fouls. Uh, his, his passing and build wasn't wasn't too great, and it reflected the season as a whole. It was it was a pretty disappointing season for for most um, of the Andre players. It was only you know somebody like Toko Kambi that that got us through that that season. Flavian Tate to the to the back half of it, um, and then the the season after um, he sort of began to get back to a better better consistency, and he. He, then it comes into this season, and he's now, you know, he's developed into such a such a consistent player. I mean, he's always been consistent, but the the form he's kept up, the level he's kept up, um, he's definitely, but by far, the most important player and, and the best player in in the Andre team. Do you think though that that poor season was important for him? Do you think it was almost like yeah. him adapting to league and football or, or something like that? Yeah, definitely. And it was it was a tough season for the, the club in general. Um but it obviously mm-hmm. was it would have been twenty two, twenty three at the time. So it would have been good as for his development because he did he was he was quite poor in some games and he didn't actually play because normally he plays at most games a season, but I remember him he missed out um one or two uh probably about six or seven games maybe that season. Um but I think it helped in his, his development, uh, definitely. And what is his role at the club now then? So so why is there so much hype around him? Obviously, it's it's obvious that he's improved as a player. 
Do you think he's had a pivotal effect on the team improving as a whole? I mean, Andre were almost like an early tip for European football if they could keep up their form. That's obviously dropped off a little bit, but Santa Maria is still putting in these consistent performances and helping the rest of the team. Do you think he is really like the heartbeat of, of the team and the squad at the moment and having an effect not just on himself, but also the players around him? Yeah, I think I think he always has. Um, but the... He, he, what he's developed into, he was he started off as quite a functional um, sort of kind of like a destroyer um, that covered space for the other other the teammates around him. But as the especially this season, you can see that it's um, he's now much more involved in driving, getting the ball upfield. Because normally, what he would usually do is um, recover the ball, and he would then pass it on to. Um, other players in the team, the attacking players, to get up the pitch. Now you'd see him, and he's actually more often than not trying to play the ball up the pitch or carry it up the pitch um, and start and just sort of begin them them counter attacks that, that Andre are, uh, are pretty uh, potent at sometimes. So with the hype around him, why is a club buying him? You know, what are, what are his big strengths? What's he going to bring to a team, um, the, the club that he does eventually join? What should fans be looking out for as his main strengths? That's a good question. I think the main one that people tend to forget is just the the consistency that, <laughs> that he's had for for so many years. It's it's pretty ridiculous. I, no, I mean since he since he came to Liga, no outfield player has featured in more games um, than he has. There's only actually one keeper. Guess guess which keeper that's actually played more games than him. It's only it's only a few more games as well. In what in Ligon or for Anji? Yeah, in Ligon. Um, keeper for the last. Rufi's been dropped recently. Maybe yeah. Mike Mannion's not been there for ages. Although is he's pretty no. consistent. Is it Mannion? No, no, it's not. Um, okay, give me one more. Uh, I'm going to go... He looks a lot like Olivier Giroud. Is it... Um... Ah, what's his face? Bloody... Yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about as well. Benoit Costil. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a pretty good answer. Jeez, where did that come from? <laughs> but it just shows how how consistent he's played and how important he's been to the team for that long. I mean... In that whole time, obviously, he's had zero injury. He's basically had no injuries at all, um, which is obviously kind of expected if he's played that long. And especially this season, he hasn't had a poor game, no matter who he's played. Even though, even when Ange are losing, you know, six nil to to Leon, four um, nil to to PSG, he's actually not been. You know, he's been one of the better players on of the of the team. And we mentioned before we came on, but the keep did a um, sort of a a review of uh, the, their highest rated players across the season so far. And Santa Maria was up there, even though, even despite he's playing for, you know, he's up there with the, the Killing Mbappes and, and the Camavingas, despite playing for a team that is, you know, a mid-table side. Um, so it's pretty, pretty impressive, pretty impressive from him. And as you said, he does play for a mid-table side. Um, and let's not make out as if Onji are a team that's playing gigging press and tiki-taka, incredible football. But he's pretty good on the ball as well, isn't he? I don't know who it, who it was against, but recently he got a good assist and he like drove through the middle of the pitch and then just 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 on the edge of the box, the, the back four was quite deep and he just played a really nice ball over the top. And I, can't, I, remember, I can't remember what match it was. And he just chipped the ball over 
right into the box and the boy just headed it in. It wasn't like a cross, it was a really nice pass. And he does have a good passing range and things like that, doesn't he? Do you think there's potential that he could play in a team that plays with a more a more technically um, engaging system and style? Uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, sometimes he does have loose passes um, and if you look at probably some stats on his ball retention, he's probably not that great. But if you look at the system that he's actually playing in, he there's a certain leeway that he's allowed um, to, he's, that he's given um, because, you know, when Andre recover the ball, they'll look to get it. They, they don't really recycle possession that often. They will try and get the ball forward as, as quick as possible. And you see a lot of his forward passes, well, not a lot of them, but, but some of them will go, you know, will go miss, will go... Um, out of play, but he's constantly trying to get it to get it up the pitch. As soon as he as soon as he gets the ball back, he'll try and turn and either drive through or 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 you know spread a spread a, a ball forward for for one of the strikers um, to to run through. Um, and you've alluded to them a little bit here and there, but what would you say are his main weaknesses and what are the things that he would have to work on if he did go to a, a club aiming for? higher aims than Onji. Yeah, I think it's probably probably to do with maybe his first touch. It can be, you know, one or two times he can he can lose possession. But the interesting thing is whenever he, lo- he gives away the ball or loses possession, he either recovers it himself or it's in a it's in a position where it doesn't endanger the team that much. He's not really giving it away, and there's soon there's a counter attack and a chance for the opposition side. And you'll see that a lot, you know, the way Andre play, because we, you know, we have quite a lot of, oh, let's say, veteran players. Um, <laughs> our defence, you know, we can't. There's, there's no way you can play such a high line with a team like that. So it, they do absorb a lot, a lot of pressure, and you'll see that Santa Maria can sometimes be quite passive um, when he's when he's facing up against a, a player or or a, a, you know a, a attacking move because Mulan will probably be asking him and telling him, you know, you don't need to commit. And Santa Maria probably knows this. He doesn't need to commit too much if he's got cover behind him. And he and he, he does recover um, back onto the ball really, really well. He doesn't commit too much to challenges. He don't, across his whole, all his years at Andre, he's actually been fouled more times than he than he commits. And for a defensive field, that's kind of strange. Um, and I think he's only, I think in the, the four seasons he's had, he's only picked up, I think it's, I think it's just eleven yellow cards or something like that. He's never given, been given a red card, um, and yeah, he can be quite passive. But that's sort of the way that the system and, and Mulan asks him to be because they know that he can recover quite well. And there's been times this season. I remember in the um, a Marseille game um, a couple of months back, Benedetto was was through, um, and he was one on one with the keeper. And Santa Maria, I have no idea where he came from, but he he just sort of ran back and, and just. Um, blocked the shot with a sliding challenge and that was great and then another one against Monaco he has a really good thing where he doesn't commit challenges but he knows the amount of pressure that he can put on a player without committing a challenge or, or tripping them yeah. up so if a player if, if he's running alongside a player he'll give them enough pressure on the ball to either let the, the chance and the danger sort of peter out or he can recover it himself he's really really clever at doing that um, and you can see he does it does it quite a lot on the pitch um, but for yeah, for improvements, probably just um, it would be more it'd be more dependent on what system he's in. But if if uh, it's more of a 
you know, a possession-based team, he'd be more likely to, you know, be told, you know, he's keep hold of possession better. And it's not, it's not something he's tended to do that much. He's more of a, especially this, he's more of a reactive player. As soon as he gets the ball, he's looking to see where it goes. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to see, especially because he's, you know, he's been in a, a very s- a similar system for, for a few years, how he, how he, how he fares off elsewhere. So you, you've rounded off his, his strengths and his weaknesses. Before we go on to his future, what would you say he's a, a similar player to in terms of defensive midfielders? So, of course, in terms of like historic or, or fantastic defensive midfielders, you've got your kind of Claude McAuley type with just kind of tackle pass, tackle pass, nothing too complicated. Chabi Alonso played there a bit more, but he was more known for what he did going forward than what he did going back or is he more like Kante who's just on your back all the time or more Adrissa Ganagay when he was younger on your back all the time doesn't give you any space what would you say is one defensive midfielder that he's he's quite similar to that the player that guys can um, get an idea of if they're thinking of Santa Maria and don't watch him week in week out yeah, that's a good question I think from all the ones you've named there probably Makalele because I mean players like Kante is he's, obviously he's not just a destroyer but he's he does put a lot of pressure on the ball and Santa Maria doesn't, doesn't really need to do that as much. Um, but when he does recover the ball, you know, McAuley wasn't just a, you know, a tackle and then feeding off the pass. He was, he, he could get the ball forward uh, and passing it forward. So probably similar to that. I can't think of one. There probably is one out there that's an easy example to, to compare him to, but at the moment I can't really think of it. He's um, his own player, Thomas. He's going to make his own future. That's what you've got to look at. It's, yeah, it's especially this season. I mean, he's always been a, a, a decent passer. You know, he just keeps the, the game, the, the flow of possession ticking over. But this season, his, his long passing and his, his spreading of play under pressure as well has been really, really good. Uh, I think he's probably completing maybe maybe five long balls a game. Um, and and it, it really does help the team. It's, it's just his awareness. You'll see, if you just watch him in a game, he'll always be checking... And, and switching his, uh, looking looking behind him, see what his, his space is, um, seeing if he can switch the ball this way or switch the ball that way. Uh, he's just a really impressive, impressive player. And even though you know a lot of the squad around him is as aged, he's sort of had to take up the mantle for certain stuff. You know, he'll he'll drop into a, a pivot with with uh, Mangani, who's who's more of a, a slower passer. Um, and try and spread play uh, better that way, or you know, he doesn't he doesn't really get forward that much. He's not a, even though you know, in the past he was an attacker. He still keeps them qualities because you can see, you know, his his ability to drive up the pitch and get past the play. He doesn't do any skills. He'll just hit it past them and just run, <laughs> and just try and run and, and keep keep um, his body angle quite close to the ball. Um, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, if he played not as a defensive midfielder but more as a in a pivot. Uh, with another central midfielder, that could be really interesting to see how how he does, you know, develop. Because you can see his, his passing in the final third isn't actually too bad. He's he's pulled up some really good passes um, for for a few players, especially. I think it was one for um, when we played Arsenal in the uh, in, in a friendly in the summer. He got the assist because he he picked up the ball on the on the uh, left hand side, just drove through a couple of players. And then uh, plays a ball across really nicely. So he's got that. He's got that in his locker as well. But you just don't see it as much because his role isn't to get forward. It's it's to facilitate other people in that team and all the the other attackers to to, um, to get forward and, and make them decisions. Okay. So he has spoke about himself that he wants to play at a higher level and that he'll 
almost definitely be leaving the club this summer, if if not for some something next summer. He will be leaving in the near future. Where do you see him going? What do you think his ceiling is? What would you be? What do you think would be a good club he uh, could go to? Not judging it off like what that club needs, but just generally, where would be a good fit for Santa Maria to go and be a first team player for? Yeah, I mean it's really strange because you, you see some people talking about him and and think you know why why he's not got to move sooner sooner because he's been like this for quite a while. I mean this season is definitely his best season. He's been really really good. Um, one of the one of the best players in in league for sure. One of the most consistent players, and I remember I met I said something about it on Twitter not long ago. But you know, France were going to head to the Euros, and if if Kante was was going to be injured, I can't see a more consistent, more reliable player, a midfielder in France or a French midfielder overall than Santa Maria. I mean, he won't get he won't get the opportunity to do that, but um, it, I think probably as a as a club's go-to that has been linked in the past as well, Everton would be quite interesting to see because obviously he was linked when Anshotti was at Napoli, so Anshotti clearly has, uh, knows, knows all the player and, and likes him enough to, to want to bring him into the team. Um, so it, and he, he suits that, you know, he suits that, that role quite well and, and, you know, he's, he's in his prime now, he's 25, this is definitely his, his prime years and you're going to get a player that's, very, very consistent. Um, that's completely, I mean, has never got injured before and you know what you're going to get out of him. And, you know, you, like I said before with the, about the attacking um, rarity you see from him, maybe in another team, another system, you can see a little bit more than that. In the summer, just gone, I think one of the reasons why he didn't leave was that, uh, I was when doing some research for a recent article, Moulin basically, uh, apparently put his, his job on the line to keep Santa Maria, especially when um, Red Adelaide left for Leon, who Moulin didn't want to to lose. I think he put his job on the line and said, if you sell Santa Maria now, I'm going to go. I'm going to walk. So he knows how important he is to the system. Um, so it's de- it definitely, it def- I think it's, the, it's probably a, an agreement um, with him and his agent to say, this is definitely going to be last season. Everybody at the club knows it. All the supporters, supporters did uh, knew it. He's, he said himself, um, but obviously last summer Aston Villa came in and offered him four times the amount of his wages. They offered the club ten million euros, um, but was obviously turned down. But it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think he deserves to play for a club, probably in the Europa League. I'm, I'm not sure if Champions League is too far of a step up for him, um, but definitely a club competing, you know, in a in a in a Europa League spot would be would be uh, definitely his level. Do you see him going to England? Is that where a lot of the hypes kind of came from? I think so. Yeah, because I mean, physical, you know, physicality-wise, England's quite a fast and physical, physical league. Just, I mean, France is a very physical league as well. But you can see he's, he's a very robust player, and I don't think he'd have a problem really. I mean, you look at the 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 stamina, you know, stats and the the distance covered, and Santa Maria is always at the top. He's always covering so much ground on the pitch, um, and and obviously. <laughs> He's probably covering quite a lot of his teammates' ground because, you know, in the past, you know, and Doy and and Mangani, they're not the quickest players. Um, they they do tend to wander sometimes, but um, Santa Maria's always there, always covering covering ground. So he'd be very well suited to the, to the Premier League. It'd be interesting to see how he how he does adapt um, if he does go to like a team like Everton. 
Yeah, when I saw him linked to Aston Villa, I was like, come on, man. Like, yeah, like could you play championship football next season? You joking? <laughs> like, that's not where he's that's not where he's supposed to go. Like, I think Everton would be a great move for him. I think it'd be a great move. I think he'd be one of the probably one of their better, if not best, players there, just like most consistent. A DM for them would be great. Um teams that I'm thinking about he could go to that kind of defensive midfielder type. I don't know. I find, I, I find a lot recently, I think. And Atalanta were, he was linked to Villarreal recently. And Atalanta were linked in the winter, I think, with him. Um, which could be quite interesting because he has got friends and, and people he knows in Italy as well. So uh, that's an interesting little little story there. I, I feel a lot of the bigger clubs sometimes don't like signing guys from, don't take offence to this, ugly clubs. You know, there's just like... You're... I'm not having this. I'm not having you this. Know, you know, I come on, you know what I mean. You're having a joke. I think it's probably, it's probably, I understand what you're saying. You know, it's, it's a club that's not very known by um, many people. He, you know, there could be an argument saying, well, he's played for at the same team, at the same level for many years. Why is he not going to move away? But if you look at the, we, and we mentioned earlier about the Andre transfers, if you look at the players that have come through at Angers, you know, look at Flaviante, who's, who's well, he's he's had a difficult time at Rennes, but he's you know had one or two good games um, just before the the postponement we've had. You know, we we developed um, Renard Laid into a great player. Akombi's now back at Lyon doing great. Um, Saez has been really good for for Wolves when he's played for them. There's a, a lot of players that have come from Angers and come through the system at Angers um, that have worked out. So why wouldn't you? You know, and this is the guy that. I'm very, very confident that it works out because he's been there for so long. Um, so there's not really that much of a debate over it. I think it's just a um, an issue with some people's perception of, of France and French and Liga. <laughs> All of it riled up, you got rid that. You know, when defending for so long. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> the has basically been, well, you know, it's been a lot instigated by me, but, um, you know, people are starting to, to learn. Uh, that he's a he's a very good player, and he is a very good player. I look forward to seeing him potentially on our Wednesday nights, hopefully not our Thursday nights, uh, in the Champions League and Europa League whenever that does restart. I think he'd be a great fit for a club of that level, like Thomas was saying. Uh, but that wraps us up. Thank you very much for joining me, Thomas. If you're looking for anything more to listen to while you've got a lot of spare time on your hands I do recommend the Presence podcast where uh, we interviewed Gautier Ganai who's the ex-Nice president he has a lot of uh, stories with his six months at Nice um, really good stories coming out of that actually. he's a very interesting guy and I do implore you to give that a listen and regarding everything else uh, Please stay safe, stay in your home. Don't be an idiot, don't be a walloper, as we say up north. Uh, just stay in your houses, stay safe, um, and hope you're all doing well and all that. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you when we see you. See you later. <laughs>